0: And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me.
1: My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down.
2: One night, we went downstairs. We heard a bang, like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. (gasps) Very nasty, demonic-sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi. Welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fiss. I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we have an update on Melissa Brackman's baby Bigfoot story. Yay. And if you haven't, go to our Facebook page or Twitter or whatever and look at the baby Bigfoot print. It's adorable. It's freaking precious, it's isn't so it? It's cute. <laughs> she sent it. My first reaction was, oh. oh you know, I want to snuggle the crap out of a baby Bigfoot. Baby Bigfoot. And we Also have this might be a new subsection of Haunted AF stories, Mm -hmm. the grandma ghost story. Yeah. Where you sit down with your grandma and she tells you a ghost story. (laughs) Do we do dead grandma of Uh, the week? (laughs) That's so yeah, horrible. horrible. I'm but
3: sorry. hold up though.
2: Every week lately we've been getting grandma's these stories. grandma ghost yeah. stories where somebody's great great grandma's like crawling out of the heater. Or... No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's yeah. too far. Dead pet of the week was already. That was already pushing yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, but tell them what we've got online right now. So,
3: of course, we still have got our awesome t-shirts and we've got our collaboration with Vintaglio Jewelry. Those are the protection charms. I brought Did the you gold, gold one back oh, for great, you today? Because we share you. jewelry.
2: We share the jewelry. Uh,
3: let's see. And I'm also Okay, I've been working on a new shirt for Haunted AF. Yeah. And I just brought you the sample. And it's so cute. I hope that we can get it up this week. Yeah. I think so. It should I be think easy, we can. Right?
2: Go to hauntedaf.com and yes. look for that. You have to yes. go to the online store to find those. By
3: the way, if you're a fan of the show, please leave us a positive review whenever you listen to us, especially on iTunes.
2: Yeah, because- We've got
3: a couple of people that don't like us and it makes <laughs> us sad. <laughs> there it hurts our
2: feelings. really negative ones on iTunes right now. And every time I go to check to see if we have any reviews, no. that's what I have to see. I it no. me out. Well, one of them is about our screaming. I, I thought we have been good this season. We have, and we have a little bit more control over our mics now, yes. so it's not as bad. Yes. But the other one was like, I can't take the personal stories anymore. But
3: we don't talk about that much personal stuff. I don't feel
2: like, well. And I, if we I, do, it's ghost related. That's what
3: I thought. But so, apparently we're wrong, so I let's know. just not
2: talk about us. The, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm not like going to let one <laughs> negative review, but obviously we need some nice feedback, so please. That, iTunes uh, or Facebook. Facebook, any of the places where you can leave reviews.
3: Okay. And if people think that we're talking too much about ourselves, that means we need more ghost stories.
2: Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com peoples. If you have sent something to us and we haven't responded, it's just gotten lost, lost. in some of the emails. There's <laughs> literally two of us. We and only have so
3: many hands.
2: Exactly. <laughs> we have four. Four. If you count That's them. It. And sometimes it's just two because I suck. <laughs>
3: That's
0: not That is, not and true. I feel
3: like I suck.
2: But I got this email from someone <laughs> earlier. I just saw it for the very first time. It's oh, been in there for well no. over a month. He's from Australia. Oh. Actually, he wrote to me in November, and he's like, I have the scariest story ever. And then I'm like, oh my God, you're in Australia. Were you affected by the fires? Are you, you alive? Is- write me back immediately. Right. I know. I felt so bad. So if you have written to us, we're getting to it. Yeah. But we do still need those stories. Okay. So Melissa Brackman, she had all the really great Bigfoot stuff, and she did send us the baby. Bigfoot print, and she said this was casted by Tammy Bell on May 31st of 2019 near Dubuque, Iowa. What makes it interesting is the length to width ratio. The Bells heard tree knocks the night before and found this little print the next morning on a muddy two-track road. Do you think he was alone? Maybe. If that's the
3: only tracks that are there,
2: I would think Mama
3: Bigfoot would be around.
2: Right. How do you only find that one little tiny Bigfoot print, and there's no big, Bigfoot prints around? That's a great question. That makes me sad no. Ditto. That like broke my heart. So. Oh. Melissa also sent an EVP to us, though. Ooh. So, yeah, she says, My friend Keith brought this recording into the museum today. The disembodied voice happens right at the beginning of the file. It sounds something like give up your control or something like that. Mm. It's from 11 years ago, and he only brought it in because he knew I love talking ghosts. He decided to start recording after strange events happened at his house. He heard knocks on the walls when he was alone as well as taps on his shoulder. Ooh. So this is Keith's EVP, but I felt like when I listened to it, I heard Heard the voice at the beginning, and I heard a voice at the end as well. Mm-hmm. And I actually amplified both of those, so this okay. is what it sounds like.
0: Good job, Kiva. Where are you going? Now we gotta hit play.
2: So I don't know who TV is, I don't either. <laughs> I'm the guessing cat. that's a like, yeah, it sounds like he's like talking to his dog yeah. or his cat. And so he's recording in the house, and again, this is what he hears. So listen very carefully mm-hmm. at the beginning.
0: Good job, Kiva. Where are you going? Now we gotta hit play.
2: That yes at the end. I thought it was like wow. Okay. <laughs> There's no but time. the beginning
3: sounds like he's saying you're under my control. <gasps> oh my gosh.
2: Okay, again, one more time.
0: Good job, Kiva. Where are you going? Now we gotta hit play.
2: I hear the troll part, but it sounds like a voice. Yeah, it definitely it sounds like something in there. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if there was uh, someone recording you in your house talking to your pets?
3: <laughs> like, Maybe it's, it's funny to that you say that because I like to do songs and raps when I walk the dog. <laughs> so I was like, if anyone's listening in, they've got a whole plethora of crap.
2: <laughs> and all the EVPs are like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, let's just get straight into the audio files. We've got this one. It's from Karina. Okay. Hi, Julie and Rebecca.
4: Um, i just want to say thank you for uh, what you guys do. We love it. My sister Angie and I are big fans. You guys are high entertainment and the stories you guys have on there are amazing. So I'm going to give you my story. The first paranormal thing that I can remember happening to me is when I was eight years old. I had a canopy bed and I remember it was all Cabbage Patch Kids. And I remember... Getting ready to go to bed, the light was still on, and I was lying there and I was looking up at the canopy and I could vividly see footprints as if somebody was walking on top of the canopy bed um, and kind of walked the full length of it and then it just disappeared. Uh, So that's kind of always been my first memory of something happening. Things pretty much happened to me on a daily basis, especially if I was alone in the house. I would hear somebody running upstairs. We had a two-story house. Sound like somebody was running and would open and slam doors. I had dogs. They would freak out a lot when stuff like that would happen. They would not want to be in the house my dog would sleep in my room and more often than not he would get up growling like hair up as if there was an intruder almost nightly and it would always be in the same corner of my room things just progressively got worse as I got older and one of the really bad ones that I can remember I was in high school um my parents were at a wedding overnight And I was in charge of my two younger sisters. They're about nine and 12 years younger than me. And they shared a room together. And I remember staying up all night, you know, teenager, you're just eating junk food and watching TV. And it had to have been like... I don't know, midnight, one in the morning, and I was going to get ready to go to bed. So I had barely turned off my TV. Light was still on. I was still fully awake. I hadn't even gotten into bed yet. And for some reason, I've always had this fear. So I always had a lock on my door. I always made sure my parents would put a lock on my door. And so I would always lock it when I was in my room. So my door was locked. And all of a sudden the doorknob started shaking like super violently. Like somebody was like really trying to get into my room. And I remember calling out my sister's names, thinking it was them, like something was going on, but I heard nothing and it just kept violently shaking. And then it just stopped. And I started freaking out and I thought, oh my God, is someone in this house? Like, are they trying to rob us? And so I had the vacuum in my room and I just remember grabbing one of the extensions, one of the extra features you know, on the vacuum. That was the only thing I could find that was a weapon and I was like I need to go out there I need to check on my sisters so I gathered all my courage came out of my room checked you know the hallway I went into uh, my parents room I didn't see anything there I went into the nursery both of my sisters were fast asleep nothing in there I couldn't find anything anybody all the doors were locked all the windows were closed There was no sign of anybody getting into that house so I remember getting into bed and I turned off my light and I suddenly got this paralyzed feeling like just doom and i just remember feeling my mattress start to lift like just the side that I couldn't see the side behind me and it was being lifted up and I started rolling and I noticed if like I rolled off this mattress my head would hit the corner of my nightstand and so I'm thinking oh my gosh there is something here that wants to hurt me all of a sudden I was like released and this presence was gone like I could just feel this relief come over me and the mattress just slammed down onto the box spring it was so loud and I just like jumped
2: out of bed and I looked around. Around and obviously there was nothing there. I have so many questions for Corinna. Same. Yeah, first of all, what the hell was going on in your house when you were recording this? Right? <laughs> and can we come over? <laughs> like,
3: it sounds like a lot of fun there. That
2: sounded like a good party.
3: The cackle in the background, like she having fun. Yeah,
2: somebody's screaming, <laughs> then the dog starts barking. So this story has been haunting me. First of all, canopy beds are always scary. No kidding. It sounds there. all like fun and princessy right, when you're a little girl, because mm-hmm. my sister had one. And And the only really bad fever dream I've ever had, Mm -hmm. I had the flu and I was in my sister's bed and I remember waking up and there were all these people standing around the bed looking at me. I don't
3: like that at all. But
2: then the whole thing about the bed moving. The whole freaking mattress going
3: up and levitating in the air and then slamming back down. When you're alone in the house. This also might be the first time we've ever heard of anybody trying to use a vacuum. (laughs) to protect themselves from danger? Did you think you were going to suck it up? Yeah,
2: good for you for trying. I know. All right, let's see if we can get Jennifer on the phone. Okay. Hello? Hey, Jennifer, it's Julia Rebecca from Haunted AF. There you guys? We are great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So Jennifer reached out a while back. You told a really great penitentiary ghost story. Mm. So would you please tell that one to us?
0: Absolutely. From about six years ago, I was living in Pennsylvania and my cousin surprised me and took me to Eastern State Penitentiary for just a fun girls day out. <laughs> I and... love it. No, you're not the typical girls fun day out. I know, <laughs> but you are like definitely our, our kind of yeah, girl. You that's... are our people. Yes.
2: <laughs> Welcome.
0: So we were going to the tour, and the guide kind of left us alone to explore. She was walking down to Al Capone's cell, Ooh. and there was mirrors in the maximum security cells, so they could have seen the prisoners and what they were doing. So I stopped to fix my hair because our tour guide was really cute. <laughs> so I my hair. <laughs> Good girl. And as I looked to my right, I saw a figure from about the waist up with like a bag over its head, and that's how they used to transport the prisoners, so they didn't know where they were. And so I look, and then I double take, and I go running down the hall screaming my cousin's name, dragging her back. And she stands in the mirror and takes a picture. When you look at the picture, you can see the outline of the bag and then a male body from oh the waist no up.
2: way. Okay, so when you brought your cousin back, did she see it, or did you just, just take in the picture?
0: She didn't see it until we looked at the picture later. And I saw it when she was standing in the mirror, and I'm like, take the picture, take the picture. And so she took the picture, and you can see it. Oh, my God.
2: Jennifer, you've got to send us this Please. picture. Please. Like, this is a must-see.
0: My, my cousin is searching her computers right now, and I know it's on my old computer. I just have to get my husband to transfer my pictures onto an external hard drive. Just for
2: anybody listening who's looking for a new business, yeah, uh, taking old photos off of hard drives yes. or old cell phones or whatever, because I've talked to so many people who had these brilliant ghost photos, but they're like, yeah, that was 15 years ago. It's on this old whatever. Uh-huh. I can't find it. <laughs> Please, we need someone to be... The ghost photo getter or something.
0: (laughs) You said you had some other stories. Yeah, actually, the house we lived in in Pennsylvania was quite haunted. Even my best friend was pushed down my stairs. Mm -hmm. My dresser door would always creak open, and it was like an old one where you put the key in, and you turn it so it locked and unlocked. Oh, shoot. Oh, that's awesome. And so I'd always lock it, and it would unlock and creep open. We probably should
2: have asked a little sooner, was your friend okay after she got pushed down the stairs?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry it took so long. Yeah, she, like, slipped and caught herself on the hand railing. Yeah. But she looked at me, and she's like, your house is haunted. We should stay at a hotel. <laughs> like, <laughs> so she felt like a push? On her shoulder blade, like oh. pushed her down the stairs. Really? And then like all our cabinets popped open once and I like jumped the stairs and like ran to my cousin's room.
2: There's a scene in one of the Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> yeah, and Sixth Sense. Yeah. The one in Paranormal Activity, she's sitting in the kitchen. It's just a mom drinking coffee. Yes. And all of a sudden, they all just blow oh, open. God. It should just down the coffee and runs out of the room. It's such a great scene. Well, thank you for sharing that. And if you think of any other stories that you want to share with us, let us know. Please. Yeah, I will. Definitely. It's time for the Dead Pet of the Week. Sorry, we had to use mine again. No, I love it. It's so jazzy. I like to think it's like a 1974 cop show.
3: Oh my gosh, Like somebody
2: is sliding across the hood of a car when you're listening to that.
3: All right, so this week's Dead Pet of the Week comes from Chrisley. She says, first off, I have to say, this actually did terrify me and to this day has been the most traumatizing paranormal event I've ever experienced. The Dead Pet of the Week to me is hilarious because when someone asks me, what are you afraid of? It's always been
2: Dead Pet. Pets.
3: Which is funny because all of our dead pet of the week stuff is like, Oh,
2: really so sweet. Sweet. this one, this one actually scares her. All right.
3: She says, when I was about seven or eight, my family built a home out in the country on a back road with very few neighbors. There was an elderly couple with a cute pup right through the woods that my sister and I would go visit. Their dog would often get off the leash and run into our yard to play with our dogs. So one day I noticed their pup was in our yard and I went to play with him. I threw the ball a few times. I petted him fully interacting with this animal. Oh, you know what's about to happen. Foreshadowing. Yep. Later that day, my mom told my sister and I that the dog had passed away a few days earlier. I was so confused and I tried to tell my mom I was just playing with him, but obviously she didn't believe me. From there on out, I was terrified of dead animals and I still am
2: to this day. I love that because when we get the stories where they're actually petting yes. them and they're there in that moment. They were playing fetch. Oh.
3: Okay, so Crystal Lee actually sent another story to us as well. She said, a few years back, I went to visit my parents and stopped for gas at a major truck stop as I was leaving I got stuck at a red light waiting to turn left out of the truck stop I had just purchased a breakfast sandwich which I was attempting to eat while waiting at the light she says gross I know but I was hangry hangry we all know that feeling Mm -hmm. so the light turned green and I started slowly pulling forward when my breakfast sandwich crumbled into my lap I looked down to try to save my pants when something yelled so loudly in my ear look up as I looked up, a semi came flying through a red light and would have killed me instantly. Damn. I was so confused to where the voice came from. It sounded like it was in my backseat or maybe someone just outside my window, but there was no one in either place. It was not a voice I recognized, but I sure am thankful.
2: Don't forget to send your stories to us, Podcast at gmail.com. We also got a really great ring doorbell video just the yes, other day. with you we, know we love these. We love those. And it's just another one of those weird little Orby-looking mm-hmm. Specs floating around doesn't quite look like a bug because you can't see wings or well, legs like shiny yeah it has a shimmery shine to it it's so strange yeah. so uh, make sure you go to our Facebook page Instagram Twitter all of those places and check it out so Alinda sent us a granny story and this is awesome so she sat down with her grandma I got to find out what her grandma's name is mm-hmm. and just recorded I mean it's over a half hour oh, of wow. stories and granny's just going but I am fascinated with
1: this one okay when i was about 12 years old and that's been a few years ago we moved to this old big old house that one time was brownwood's only hospital way 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 back one time mother was sick and uh she wanted my sister and i to cook supper well, I was always a pain in anybody's butt, according to them. I wasn't, but they thought I was. And uh, I had to help peel the potatoes. Well, I got gripped at because I was peeling them too deep and peeling too much away with my sister. She, she fussing at me. So, anyway, she diced up the potatoes. I was supposed to take the peelings and throw them out over the fence because there was nothing going to eat the potato peelings that we had. And they didn't want to just throw them out in the yard, so I went out to take out the potato peelings, the griping all the way, and this old house was kind of up on a hill. And when you go out to this back fence where I threw away the potato peelings, you look down there, and there was this big old tank. And that tank, supposedly, was a water supply for brownwood back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds 1800s, back in there. And, uh well, I went out there to throw away the potato peelings, and I tossed them over the fence. That's when I seen this lady walking around past the tank there, going to come around the tank. She had on a, like a white blouse, but her skirt, and I can see it to this day, was black and yellow, not stripes, but panels. A yellow one and then a black one, and it was a long skirt. I was just watching her, wondering what she was going to do. Well... And a little bit, is like she put her hand up, like she was going to rub her face or push her hair back or something. When she did that, I realized there was no head. There was no head on that lady. And uh, she wasn't walking. She was like she was floating. But this time, I was scared spitless. So I got over my mad and I run back in the house, and I told Mary, my sister. I said, Mary, come here. Come here quick. I said, there's a lady down tank down with no head. Well, of course, she got aggravated at me. Oh, stupid, what's wrong with you? I said, no, come on, come on, let's go. Well, she went out there with me. This lady still hadn't got all the way around the tank down because it was a big tank. And she seen it. We run over each other coming back in the house trying to get Mother to go out there and see it. Mother said, I'm too sick for you girls to be acting so silly. You know that's not so. Don't be silly. Mary said, Mama, really, really, come on out. She said, No, I'm not going out there because I got the flu. I'm not going out in the cold weather. So, we went back out there, and this lady's still like she's floating coming around the tank down. When she got around to the spillway, she didn't go down to go down into the pasture where that's where she would have went. She just disappeared she just went away and uh we were scared to death both of us got back in the house telling mother all about it and mother now girls don't be making up stories and scaring each other and she told mary said don't scare her mary said i'm not scaring her she went out there and seen it come back got me and that's true that's what happened Okay. I think this is the longest ghost sighting we've ever seen. They normally disappear
2: before Very somebody quickly. else. yes. yeah. And like
3: they were able to go in and out of the house a couple of times before
2: she went away. Right. Holy cow. I want to talk to somebody who's like a Brownwood, Texas historian, because first of all, it sounds like if that was the water supply for Brownwood that long ago, yeah. there might be records of it or Absolutely. photos. And also the fact that the house that they lived in used to be the hospital for Brownwood, Texas. Interesting. So I felt... Down the Brownwood, Texas rabbit hole, just going through and looking for their history uh-huh. and photos of any of these places. Now, Linda said she's going to try to get some photos, and her grandma's like, I'll take you down there and show you. Like, she's so cute. She I'm has on board with that. a million stories, wow. too. She, I listened to this woman, I was drinking wine, <laughs> listening to Alinda's grandma tell stories the other night, and I realized if you were listening very carefully, you can actually hear as the stories are happening. She has a dog in her lap uh-huh. named Tuffer, and Tuffer is snoring. So, listen. Listen carefully,
1: her and my next sister got into an argument one day and edley went off up in the woods to powder while or cool down or whatever you want to call it well she came back now she had two kids she had nadine an and china
2: <laughs> that's tougher that's, that's tougher sitting in her lap snoring and I just realized that's amazing because that's a good like 20 minutes into her telling yeah. stories at that point so at oh. the beginning when she's telling that first story I guess tougher isn't like totally you know he hasn't out passed out yet yeah but when I was listening back just now I'm like I could hear him every now and then oh my gosh, so I asked so funny. I asked Elinda to send a picture of tougher too oh, like. I love that I, I want to see
3: what tougher looks like I know
2: I do too oh.
3: All right, kids, coming up on the next Haunted AF, we'll talk to Liz
2: Sauer from Ghost in the Burbs podcast. Oh, my God, listen to her podcast if you haven't yet. It's really scary. So good.
3: And hopefully, Kristen, from the popular Instagram page, Easy Teaching
2: Tools. Yeah, this is so cool. She runs a website for teachers, but yeah. she just posted in her Instagram story this weird situation. She's taking a nap, and she wakes up, and the T-shirt she had on had tears all in it. What? Yeah, so we're going to try to get her on and get her story on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever
3: your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand-new website, hauntedaf.com.
2: Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And, of course, we got to thank you, the
3: listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way,
2: Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Aw,
3: I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.
2: Aww.